testimony of who you are. And we would humble ourselves. In Jesus' name. It's pretty amazing, um, whether it be Sean or Deb, Steve, Kathy, the purpose to be ready in season, out of season in the Word, and you kind of develop, JC I'm sure is the same way, you kind of develop kind of an outline and You kind of sense there's emphasis and you overload with information <laughs> because you want to make sure everybody's convinced of what you're saying is scriptural. Come on. <laughs> turn me up. You can then turn the sound down. Yeah, turn the sound down a little bit too, Ben. That way they can, I can talk more clearly and you can understand the physical words and the Holy Spirit can then write them upon your heart. Thank you, Ben. You need to clone Ben, right? Yeah, we <laughs> Don't you like his T-shirt? I love his T-shirt. It's cool. Daddy's looking all cool. He's got a summer look on. But I hope that you, I mean, I'm so grateful for you. Um, as I try to express the things that are upon my heart, how are we doing on time? Where are we at on time? We all right? Mr. 11? Okay, I'll try to make it to where then the food people uh, don't leave, or don't have to leave. I've been pondering, I've been looking at this time now, we're a week out of that time of Pentecost, which was last Sunday. And I've uh, I've tried to um, look at your lives, because you're so much a part of my life, and the things that are transpiring, and the things I'm allowed to be a part of in your life, great time of graduation with uh, Jaden and two of his friends, Jamie and Matthew. I thought that was really cool, James and Matthew. I thought that was pretty awesome. But then uh, the whole week has been just unbelievable in so many ways. I don't know if many of you were uh, challenged like we, myself, your leadership, uh, we've never sensed the colliding of two kingdoms so great than it's been this week. Mentally, emotionally, the weight, physically, all the things. Uh, knowing that um, we're still standing, we're still here, so God has prevailed. <laughs> but my hope was is that I could help uh, bring us over as the disciples had and just try to kind of describe, I looked at, I pondered uh, the disciples before Pentecost and then after. And so I want to hopefully describe, because our lives, their lives, we parallel. Sean has said it for years, it's the same story, just a different time and a different people, but it's the same story, replicated, duplicated, lived out principles, patterns, experiences, if you will. Things that we could uh, know that according to the word, we walk on solid ground in our experiences. It isn't just an illusion or somebody else's opinion or somebody else's theology. Uh, it's a personal experience that we recognize, oh yeah, Peter denied Jesus three times. Well, I've done that multiple times a hundred, okay? And so in turn, we can use these as types and shadows of a real experience. 
And so I'm saying all of that is looking at now that we are a week out from that time of Passover. Excuse me, Pentecost. For many of us, it's still a Passover, <laughs> right? It's not. Help us, Jesus. It's all through the cross. But yeah, also I want to thank you because we're trying to uh, allow ourselves to be experienced in this crossover. I think you heard Kathy say it, and you've made, heard many people say it. We're desperate. I can't live this life uh, like this any longer. I just cannot do this. I, you know, if I don't have more, if I don't have something that begins to transform, change, not just the circumstances, but inside of me, that I just want to die. I just want to be done with this. And so in that confession or in that expression, I mean, this is your leadership, so you have to, I think, hopefully recognize the reality and the truthfulness of it. But this morning, last Sunday, we can't go back to our gatherings the way we have. And that's why I wanted to really emphasize uh, this crossing over or this changing from pre to post-Pentecost. Because I just want to say this so loudly, and I'm hoping that I can uh, express the scriptures well enough that the Holy Spirit as a person is to be experienced. Not talked about. Not a theology. Because many denominations do not believe that the Holy Spirit is active today. That that was for a dispensation of time. And that no longer is today, as there is no longer healing or prophecy. And so what's important for us is, and that's why I just so much feel impressed and I'm thankful. Uh, sometimes it seems awkward when we come into a gathering and things are changed up and saying, wait a minute, you know, either somebody's sitting where they weren't sitting before, okay, or all of a sudden the presence of the Lord is just here and in your face and before you. And then it's just like, uh, let's see, what am I doing at 12 o'clock? Uh, let's see, the worship's still going. Let's see, I don't know, you know, I'm supposed to meet somebody. I wonder how long this is, you know. All of these things that our uh, natural man finds difficult because change is the hardest thing. Change is the most difficult thing for anyone, whether it be good or it be not good. And so I want to try, I want to try and take the experience of the disciples and the scriptures and the word and hopefully be able to uh, describe a before and after, if I could. And so when you were asking, uh, it'll be Luke 24, verse 49. Because this is the time, right? Jesus has gathered with them for 40 days and he's expressing to them to wait. Now that was May 25th in our calendar. If you looked at your timeline, we were kind of looking at that, which was the experience and the uh, appearings of Jesus during that 40 days. But the word also says that he really established truths of the kingdom for them. Though they didn't fully understand it, but if you understand impartation and the living word, when Jesus speaks, that word is written upon our hearts it just takes this battle between the enmity, the natural mind, and the Spirit of God that it finally gets from this 10 inches to a point where you then have the mind, you have the revelation, you have the understanding of truth. 
And so here we are 10 days before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I want to just try to allow you, I want you to listen to the words intently, if you will, because this is how Jesus is describing through John, or John is describing what Jesus is saying as to what Jesus was trying to identify as the Holy Spirit, the power that they were going to be looking for, waiting for, hoping for, anticipating. Amen? So, we are in Luke 24, verse 49. Aren't we? Yes, we are. No, I take that back. Yes, it is. John was speaking, excuse me, Jesus was speaking about being clothed with power in the Holy Spirit. He says, I will send forth upon, listen to this, I will send forth upon you what my Father has promised, but remain in the city until you are clothed with power from upon high. Clothed. Holy Spirit coming upon. Now, in John 16, I apologize for the Luke setting, John 16, verse 7. Jesus is trying to describe to them the importance of him leaving. That's John 16, verse 7 now. He found it was important for them to really understand why he had to leave because it was necessary that they might then become those that didn't just rely on the person of Jesus. They began to recognize, they would recognize, they would understand the empowerment, the very same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead was what was going to be greeting them in that upper room. Verse 7, it says, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it, it is profitable for you that I go away. Because I do not go away. Because if I do not go away, help me, Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper, the strengthener will not come to you. But again, I will send him, I will send the Holy Spirit to you to be close, to be close in relationship with you. Acts chapter 2. I feel that it's really almost as if we were they. They were being asked to look for something, someone that no one had experienced before and that wouldn't know how to identify it or as that experience came, how to explain it and what that looked like. But now we're going to go to Acts chapter 2. Because as they began to be in anticipation, expectation of what Jesus was speaking about, it became a reality. And I, I hope to continue. The Holy Spirit is to be experienced, a personal relationship. Something that's tangible and real, a person for you and I. Acts Chapter 2. 
when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire. Verse 4. And they were filled, clothed, diffused with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit kept giving them clear and a loud expression. Verse 11. Cretans and Arabians too. We're hearing them speaking in our own native tongue, telling us of the mystery, the mighty works of God, the mighty works of God. As I began to just look at this setting, the disciples like you and I were all called by Jesus personally. He came to you and invited you to follow me, leave everything behind and follow me. Everything began to change. Their personality changed. Their hearts began to change. The way they thought. Their relationships began to change. And during that whole time of three and a half years, they listened to the words that he was preaching, speaking. He was watching the miracles. They were watching the miracles. They saw saw the evidence of the love of the Father and the very things that God was displaying through Jesus. But it wasn't until the Holy Spirit came that they become active and speaking, demonstrating the mighty works of God. See, for so many of us, we for so long have had this uh, knowing of the relationship but not having the personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and recognizing or not recognizing the opportunity that it's an experience, not just something that we talk about and we see glimpses of in and out. Now, if you go to with me Luke 14, excuse me, Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. And of course, Jesus, this is uh, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We realize Jesus, when he was baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit sent him out into the desert. For 40 days, tested and tempted in every way. And as he came out, came out of that testing, that time of the wilderness, he went to the synagogue, and then he began to speak these very words. The same principle with Jesus as it was with the disciples, was it with you and I. The power of the Holy Ghost is the essential experience for you and I to see the mighty works of God, but also the relationship. The relationship. Because the natural mind can't understand the things of God. If the spirit man isn't awakened, it lays dormant and it cannot enter into the very relationships and the very things that God has intimately prepared for us. That's why Jesus had to leave. Because their relationship with Jesus had to come to an end. But there had to be this sustaining relationship. The sustaining intimacy. The sustaining experience of the person of the Holy Spirit. Because it's so often to look at the demonstration of power 
But as you look at the scriptures and what Jesus was trying to identify and what the Father is saying, the power is in knowing the Holy Spirit that then continues to not just allow us to be observers, just to be nice people, having nice relationships and empowered. It's a changed, it's a transformed life that works from the inside out. Now listen to this, because we've talked about this before. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to denounce it, to release to the captives, and recovery in sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are opposed to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. I just, um, this week has been incredible. There are things that the Holy Spirit is beginning to do actively in and through our lives just by us being there or in situations. But I'm hoping that as we begin to approach these next days and weeks, that, you, that you'll personally begin to allow the Holy Spirit. If this is uh, maybe the first invitation for you at this particular Pentecost, the first introduction into a relationship with the Holy Spirit, or if in turn this is something that you've had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, but you desire more, now is the time of transferring, carrying over, crossing over, if you will, allowing that which has been our past experience to be really clothed, consumed, taken up with a relationship with the Holy Spirit that can do all things in God. There's not anything that the Holy Spirit cannot do in God. And if Jesus' words are true, if he's asking his disciples to wait for that power, that clothing to come upon in us, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. I'm hoping. Kathy's talked about desperate. Other people have talked about desperate in different ways. And for myself, um, knowing that what I have and my relationship with the Holy Spirit, I really desire more. In the time of worship, in the time in the Word last night, how do I become the very uh, words that I'm expressing to you? How do I experience the very description that I'm speaking to you, Tom? How do we experience that together? How do we see such a, a clothing or an infusion that then affects everything a daily process? I got to thinking about it. Here they are before Pentecost, after Pentecost. And it was a learning process for them. Surely God moved on them when they came out. The ability to express to people, and I've 
I felt that Kathy needed to bring that part of it. Of being able to communicate in a way. And what was their communication? Mighty works of God. Their testimony. It had to be that three and a half years of all the things that they had learned hearing Jesus, watching, seeing him do. But then all of a sudden, they're, they're clothed with a person. They're clothed with a boldness. And people are thinking all these guys are drunk, and Peter's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's too much water. It's, it's, don't you love that? Val's been reading the word. But then rather than Peter waiting for Jesus to step up and say that which is, Peter took the place of knowing that he was clothed. There was a supernatural working of that relationship with the Holy Spirit that he was going to begin to learn how to function in it. And that's where I believe that we are. If we'll allow the Holy Spirit, if we'll take that time out. I didn't know we were going to go right into a, to an intimacy with the Lord. Be ready for things that might be different from what you're accustomed to. Real short story. We had a situation where there was a miscommunication about some, um, some or lack of, some, uh, some product was asked to be used in our freezer at the CCC. Stored there for a time, so when they went to pick it up, it wasn't there. And of course, the person that I had made the agreement with I had no idea that it wouldn't be there. So when the people came to pick it up, I found a portion of it, but the rest of it was gone. I said, please call this gentleman. And so he called him and he said, uh, I just really can't talk right now. I'll talk to you later. We'll work this out. So I was meeting with the leadership, pulling on my heart. I felt there needed to be full restoration. So we talked about it, talked to Christine, these different things. And so I tried to meet with him Thursday, and they had said he just walked out. I called ahead of time. So I thought, well, I'm just going to go down Friday. And so they don't open till noon, so I got there about 10 o'clock. And the front door was open, the next door was open, and I walked in. There was a young man there, and kind of looking at me like, what are you doing here? And I said, well, it was uh, important for me. It's Brandon here. And so... Uh, he said, yeah, but who are you? So I gave him my name, so he went back. So Brandon came out. The gentleman came out. And so we're talking about the situation. And I expressed what I was hoping to do. So he established what he felt was going to be fair. But he says, I love you guys. And relationship is important. And I said, well, for myself as well and all of us and all of the things we want to make available to you and whatever. So we go to shake hands. And I, you know, I'm all, I always look at people in the eye. That's all I do is I just look in their eyes and their soul. He says, I love you. And it caught me off guard because I'm normally the one that, that says it first. And I let go. I love you. There's a, the Spirit of God right now is in the earth. He's hovering. 
over humanity right now. And it would appear as to be a hopelessness in the condition or the state of nations. But we have an opportunity to embrace this relationship as we move forward, one day at a time, one week at a time, one experience at a time, one crying out, maybe one difficulty, maybe one overcoming. But we must become experienced in this relationship. It's important for you, it's important for me, it's important for us, and it's important for humanity. Because Joel too is going to transpire. He's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And our sons and daughters will prophesy. And the old men will have dreams and the young men will have visions. And so I just want to, I just want to invite you, wherever you may be in your relationship with the Holy Spirit, as a person, if the Holy Spirit, if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you've been clothed, the Holy Spirit is upon you, it's within you, and it can do all things, the Holy Spirit can do all things. But if you haven't experienced it, just say, Holy Spirit, I'm looking for that baptism. I want to know you. I want you to be my comforter. I want you to be my healer, my helper, my strength my intercessor inside. Because that's what's going to establish the advancing of the very kingdom of God that's manifesting in the earth for you and I of what we've been asked to do. And what's that? Bring salvation and the love of God to the earth. And that doesn't come by speaking to the mind. It comes by the Holy Spirit in you, just massaging the heart, saying God loves you. And so Holy Spirit, I, I trust you this morning. I trust that the words, just not out of my mouth, but the words that the Father has written and desires to be accomplished, written in each one of our hearts that it becomes realized, that we become experienced of the living word, the very presence of the person, the Holy Spirit, the empowerment to live a life surrendered unto you, Father, an instrument in your hand that in our weaknesses where you show your strength, Father, you'd be glorified. Your son would be lifted up in this earth. And Father, we do know, according to your word, that your glory will fill this earth. And we desire that we might be the participators, not just watching it happen, Lord. We would love to be a part of it. And we purpose in our hearts to position ourselves. Have your way. Have your way in our weakness. Have your way in this house. Draw us close, Father. Give us the ability to love one another. 
and to continue to see the very substance of that love manifest in the people that are coming, not just desiring bread, but desiring the bread of life, power of the Holy Spirit, manifesting healing and comfort, purpose, acceptance, and love. And that we might, Father, be those that would begin to see this harvest, this time of tabernacles through a different sight. The Holy Spirit would give us clarity, knowing that this great war, we don't war against flesh and blood, but we've been trained for warfare and it's essential, Father, that you've given us the authority to overcome sickness, disease, bring deliverance, and establish your will. So, Father, we love you. We thank you. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For all of you that have been watching, I, I trust that the impartation, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, uh, lights this on your heart and it becomes real. You become experienced. And if this is just an introduction to the Holy Spirit, let it begin there. Just say, I want to know you, Holy Spirit. And for those that may be more experienced, more in communion with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we want to be closer. We want to be in true communion, real union with you, that we are really led, led by you, that you're the light unto our path. You are the light unto our path. In Jesus' name, blessings, love.